Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped.com. See the podcast description for a special money-off code. Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, joining me, my partner in crime, to discuss all things Tottenham Hotspur once again, it's Matt. How you mate, you alright? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> look, let's just get out of the way early. Things are pretty crappy right now. Okay. Um, and yeah, when things are pretty crappy, you need help, you know, help along the way. And we've always said in the past when things were bad, we, we treat this podcast as a little bit like a therapy session. Um, I think regular listeners to the show have appreciated that, I think. I don't think we're going to get any new listeners this week. I don't think there's anyone out there going, do you know what? I really want extra content about Tottenham right now. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm fairly confident we're speaking to the regulars. Uh, If you are new, hello and welcome. Um, A lot of the jokes we make are in jokes that are long running. So listen back (laughs) Um, because otherwise we're not going to make a lot of sense. Um, But yeah, uh, I'm not going to overly dwell, but I do have a really cunning plan to cheer everyone up. I've I, I not run this past you. I, I've, I've decided it would be a nice surprise for you as well. Um, so, uh, you ready? Let's go, go on. Knock, knock. Who's there? Ben. Ben who? Ben knocking here for ten minutes. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This is going to be one of them. Yeah. Uh... You can see, like... It's a, you, know, you, know, you know that... Um, do you ever remember that show, that, um, that dating show that... Paddy McGuinness used to do, oh, where the, where the yeah, where the guy the would turn, thing. yeah, he turn up, yeah. do 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 yeah. <laughs> Just imagine that's what's going on. Yeah, right it's just people show. switching off the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 done. Yeah, that was his big plan. That was his idea. Yeah, oh yeah, there's going to be plenty of that. <laughs> uh, so we do have obviously um, uh, some normal things that we do on the show, which I'm going to throw in. Uh, we do have your new segment, and this is going to be the last of the new segments, as uh, this is our last show sponsored by Manscaped.com. Um, brutal honesty with our audience. They basically gave us a bit of a trial being our sponsor and said, hey, if you sell this much, we'll we'll sponsor you for the season and you'll earn this. And we went, cool. Well, we haven't sold enough, so never mind. Uh, I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who did buy something to support us. And I hope the products are really working out for you because they did send us some samples and, and they are kind of good. So, uh, but yes, so Matt's new segment, which is now about to be the last of the new segments. Here you go. He's got ball. Well, uh, I mean, I, I did kind of want to say that it was going to be a moment uh, for the Spurs players or a moment in the game or, you know, something relating to, to the Spurs team. But yeah. um, I, I think after after they are, weekend's um, result... They are, they, they are seeming to be genitalia lacking. <laughs> I, I think that, I think someone even mentioned it in the comments. Let's give it to us, mate, for doing this podcast this week, eh? Right. <laughs> This week, we've got balls for showing up 
and it, and it was touch and go by the way there there were there were rumors of this podcast possibly being on strike this week <laughs> uh but no yeah yeah i think so i th- yeah i think showing up to face the music <laughs> like this yeah yeah give it us definitely it's it's, with it's, you. it's, it's funny because you, you know the, the memory's short and um i mean the brain has a good way of kind of making you forget things that are painful you know so yeah. and, and so uh, you know there, there is part of me that's like god this is really crap but then when you think about it i mean the the, the end of uh, Pochettino's tenure was pretty shit and oh, yeah, yeah. the vast majority of Mourinho's tenure was pretty shit so yeah, yeah. it's, no, it's things... not like this is new for us in the no, last couple no. of years is it <laughs> things, things haven't been great I did also say to someone recently it's like um, uh, well, I say recently like literally I think it was yesterday they were on about you know lost 3-1 at their ground and I was like well to be honest with you I'm kind of used to 5-1 yeah there was that game know, wasn't there when Adebayor got sent off and yeah, we end up getting yeah. tonked 5-1. So this is actually yeah, not a bad we, result. Really. Yeah, we lost their 5-1 twice in a row. Um, so I was kind of like, you know, so do you know what? A massive improvement. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and we won the second half, everybody. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, no, let's let's not dwell on that. Um, knock, knock. Who's there? Cows go. Cows go who? No, dummy, cows go moo. Where have you been getting these from? Can you just can yeah. you put that joke book away, please, Sam? Just put it away. Put it back in the till. <laughs> Dad joke book is my life. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, that was the the ball segment. Um, now typically we do that, and then we go into talking about manscaped.com. But as this is the last show sponsoring us, and you know they basically said we're not good enough for them, which is a little bit hurtful. Um, Fuck them. No. <laughs> no, Sam, don't say that, mate. Don't yeah, say no. That. no, 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 genuinely, I shouldn't. I try to keep it PG now, but I've, I've ruined that already. Listen, if, um, we're, if we're not going to if we're not going to keep it, keep the podcast PG, and yeah. uh, you know, you've obviously told us a couple of dad jokes. I can yeah. tell I can tell everyone a grown up joke. I don't know if there's any like if anyone's got any ki- kids about if they want to put uh, hands over their ears, but it's quite yeah. a funny joke. Right, go for it. So, what do you get if you cross a paedophile with a pirate? I don't know. Oh, Kelly. Oh, no. That's cruel. I love that joke. It's a grown-up one now. There we go. That's that's a brilliant joke. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to have to sell that to everyone I see today. (laughs) Hey, kids, guess what? No! (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I I feel like you've kind of, like, stepped on my knock-knock. Sorry, mate. I'm I'm trying to bring... I'm trying to keep some of those lights on. You know, and take yeah, me out. Yeah. No, no likey, no likey. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of. Uh, this is. I don't want people to take this the wrong way, okay? Because I know a lot of you are on our side. Some of you aren't, but I want to get this out of the way. <laughs> so we're going to go to the the fan questions and the topics suggested by our social media, and we're going to go there right now. Let's go. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. Okay, we're going to start in the lovely world of Instagram, which is run by the lovely Laura. Um, And we kick off with the Johnny Stark. Um, Johnny has a few things. Uh, uh, Now, I know Johnny can... He, he messages the show quite a lot, um, so I know this is tongue-in-cheek. Uh, but he says, number one, 
do you think Skip is already better than Hoybier? No, so that's that's kind of like his sensible thing. And then he says, number two, I reckon we'd be favourites to win the championship next year. <laughs> yes, I know you're being tongue-in-cheek, Johnny, but be careful at the moment because people will take that literal and you'll get, like, jumped on. People are very angry. <laughs> uh, but is Skip already better than Hoybier? Now, I like this question because it raises something at the moment. When Hoybier joined us, I was very pleased. Statistically, uh, with Kante, the best defensive midfielder in the Premier League. Um, under Jose, I think there's no doubt at all that when he came in, he really made a difference to, to the way we played and how we played. Over the course of the season, it kind of drifted, but then the whole team drifted. Um, so I didn't really read too much into that. He then had a storm in Euros with Denmark. This season, he's kind of like a shadow of himself. Um, and this is just me personally, just from my own observations. Um, against Arsenal, I mean, it was like he wasn't there. They, they literally just played round him. Um, and one of the strengths of having a player like that in the team is the idea is he'll either stop them or he'll stop them, you know? Yeah. Um, he'll either intercept it or he'll make sure they're not running off him. I mean, the guy... He just It was like he wasn't there. And there's so much footage which people can see, which people have highlighted. Um, now, you can point to perhaps uh, tactical, you can point to perhaps positioning, and the players looked confused. And, you know, using the Arsenal game in isolation perhaps isn't fair, but just generally over the season. Um, so, but my thinking on this, perhaps, and Matt, come in when I when I finish this, I think the guy needs a rest. Yeah, did he just did he play literally every minute of of last yeah, season? Yeah, yeah. So for the Premier League, he played every minute of the Premier League for us, and in the cup competitions, he featured in pretty much every game, whether he came off the bench or started. He then went to the Euros and obviously played for his country. So he had a shortened break for preseason, and now he's back and basically for the Premier League again. He's he's in essence playing every minute. So. He looks like someone who is either lost his mojo, like, you know, lost his kind of, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing at the moment, or is just exhausted. You know, it could be a combination of the two. And um, I, I said that I was talking to Stepin Stefan about this the other day, and I said to him, he looks like a guy who needs to be sat down for a couple of weeks, you know, like a couple of games, with a videotape of how he played, you know? <laughs> it's yeah, kind of like. Sure. Chill out, man. Have a break. Let your muscles relax. And watch this, because this is you. This is what you are. Don't, you know, don't become a shadow of that. Um, But to answer the question at the moment, Oliver Skip makes a massive difference to our team, whereas Hoybier I don't think would currently. I think you could take Hoybier out, and I think we wouldn't notice right now. I think Skip, I think anyone who wants a perfect illustration watch the Arsenal game um, because when he came on Arsenal couldn't play through us anymore he literally stopped it, he shut it up now, yeah you could argue they gave they slowed down a bit but yeah, he made a hell of a difference Yeah, I, I think this this is kind of, I know it's obviously something that, uh, you know, I, I want to kind of raise at some point today, I know I did talk about it last week, but this kind of, this short termism that that, mm. that people have and, you know, people getting Hoy beers back, he had a, an amazing season last season, yeah, he was so. fantastic and and, 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 and and one month of football you know, doesn't yeah. define a player so um, right now 
Skip is in better form than Hoybier completely. Yeah. Right now, you pick Skip over Hoybier because Skip's in better form. That doesn't yeah. make Skip a better player than Hoybier. No, no. You know, and that's and that's what I think people are kind of. This this is where the where where the where the where, where the um, people are kind of making this mistake where they're kind of like looking at the last three or four games and then deciding everything over because of these last three or four games, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so and I know something I'll get into later, but just very briefly, I mean, I was looking into it and like, you look, you think of Liverpool last season, they had a mm. terrible run at home, didn't they, when they were losing? Yeah, yeah, but awful. did did do you think it would have been a good idea to sack Klopp or, or, or to, you know, did Liverpool, did Liverpool get relegated? Did Liverpool win the championship this season? No, Looking to it, win the championship title? You know, no. it's a very short period of time. So, right now, yes, Skip is playing better. I'd rather have Skip in the team than Hoybier. But I'm not saying Skip's a, right now, I'm not saying Skip's a better player. He might be. No. I mean, the, Skip's still a youngster. You know, we yeah, keep saying he, that, don't he, we? His upside is massive. He's, um, he's, he's a youngster. Yeah. He's got so much, he's got so much to learn still. And, and, and I think Hoybier is a perfect, uh, perfect player to, to learn with. But yeah. to make it a little bit more lighthearted, I, I know uh, if anyone that follows the Facebook page, uh, I did post that Hoybier, uh, got remarried uh, I say remarried he kind of renewed his wedding vows to his wife yeah. because their first wedding was during the lockdown so they kind of wanted to make a big event oh, and nice. and when you look at his wife you just think even when he wasn't playing football this guy wasn't getting a break was he you know it, she's, a, she's a lovely looking lady so like you know when he's not playing football there's a lot going yeah. on with this guy he's never resting is he <laughs> He need, maybe he needs to be separated from his wife and going taken somewhere by himself for, to rest for a couple of weeks. Wow. I'm, I'm going to have to find out what his wife looks like now. Did you not um, see the picture I, I posted see, on Facebook? Um, I did see Sergio Regulon went to the James Bond premiere, um, which Harry Kane was at, and I got to once again see um, the future Mrs. Regulon with him, and I'm still fairly confident that's the reason we signed him by her living in england right now i think the beauty standard of the whole country got lifted you know it just it's like damn isn't, yeah, it, isn't, it, isn't it funny as well because you know I, I guess some people listening of a, of a younger generation wouldn't even yeah. this wouldn't even make any sense to them but do you remember the, the wag generation back in the 90s oh, yeah it was it's just isn't it funny, the that's... orange. The yeah, there was a, it was almost like a wag chic look, if you know what I mean. It was weird. For, if anyone doesn't know what wag stands for, wives and girlfriends. Yeah, but was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably will clarify that. <laughs> wives he... and girlfriends of footballers. Do you know it all kind of started? Remember there was that ITV show called Footballers Wives. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. was. That, you know, there's, there's some trash TV that's watchable, and then some of it is just like, oh wow. But I used to, do, you know, yeah. do you know what? I never used to watch that, but Vicky, my wife, used to watch it. But one thing yeah. I, in hindsight, I kind of enjoy is the fact that Jason Cundy's wife was on there, and she used to proper, proper slag him off. And now oh, I know, really? now I'm much of a wanker he is, I'm actually yeah. quite glad that she did that on television, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. We all need heroes, and not all of them wear capes. There you go. Um, next up on Instagram is Ben Warwick, who says, What the f is going on? on our club great question ben well structured um we'll get back to you <laughs> um we are we are doing research right now and we will we will hope to find an answer soon uh ross 82817 strange surname says the problem is the fringe players from last season that we needed to get rid of a start in this season they are not good enough to be honest we are dog shit unfortunately we'll be lucky for top 10 this season 
we need Joe Lewis and Levy gone. Mm, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like a... We, well, to be fair, we did get rid of a few fringe players. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so much you can do in a, pre, in a, in a, in a transfer yeah, window. It's, it's a difficult thing because I think a lot of us as fans could sit down with the squad list and go... At the end of last season, probably look at a squad list and go, there's probably about 10 you could cut. <laughs> mm. And it wouldn't impact massively, providing you signed, you know, you know, strength, re-strengthened in areas. Um, I know Dan, who's on our podcast, gone, 10? It was 20! <laughs> uh, but, but Dan's, yeah, Dan's very ruthless with this. But, I mean, I think you could look at that and go, you know, quite easily. And I think a fair few of us would look at the list and go, yeah, you're probably right. You know, it's not a... You know, some of us we got sentimental attachment to, but you know, Eric Lamella for me was one. It was kind of like, oh, I know this is a good decision, but oh, I don't want him to go. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was kind of like a strange one where there were others where I was kind of like, let me pack your bags, off you go, mother. Anyway, so <laughs> so it's yeah, but that's different for everyone, and it's and it's different because you're you know you're affection for the players. Um, you know, even Danny Rose just sort of silently leaving on a free transfer was you know an odd one for me but so uh, to say you know the problem is the fringe players because they're starting again it's, it harkens back to like what you were saying you know three games into the league season um our defensive pairing of Sanchez and Dyer hadn't conceded a goal and looked great and that included a game against Man City who if you ever watch Man City even on their worst day create chances for fun so it's kind of like Everyone went, wow, they're looking really solid. And we kind of looked at it and went, yeah, they have started the season really well. Clearly the structure, the tactics, uh, Skip, I think, played a big part in that. Um, you know, and it's looked good. And then we had an international break. We had the fiasco with the South American players, which included Sanchez, of course. Then we've had injuries and it resulted in players not being able to play together and everything like that. I think... Sanchez and Dyer played their first game together against Arsenal and I mean the whole team got ripped apart so everyone all of a sudden went after those three games hey you know this is looking good I'm glad we didn't sell them and then three games later everyone's going why are they still here (laughs) it's it's very it's very difficult um now I never got carried away after those three games I think everyone looked there and went oh perhaps this is the difference a a shield in front of them can make in, in Oliver Skip and it's interesting to me that the best defensive teams in world football, if you look at them, very you could look at the two central defenders and go, those two are great. You know, they're really, really a great defensive pairing. But the teams all have a midfielder in front of that central defensive pairing that literally spends their life tidying up. You know, Chelsea are not the same team without Kante. They're really not. Um, against us, you know... We could have gone in 2-0 up easily against them and it was it would have been a completely different game if we'd had a striker with his scoring boots on that day. Now, they brought on Kante at half-time and we got nothing. Like, in the second half, we never got a sniff. <laughs> it yeah. was They literally just came on and just went, yep, you know, this game's mine. And it's funny because I remember in the pre-season stupid friendly tournament with Chelsea, they were 2-0 up and cruising and we never looked like we could even pass a ball through them. They took Kante off and the game finished 2 all. Mm. And like the guy is a difference maker. Every single time he plays, he's unbelievable. And yet people don't ever look at Chelsea and go like, oh, you know. Their defensive record, well done, Canty. They look at the defenders, which is you, you an look, odd thing. Yeah, you, mate. You look at look at look at Leicester, right? 
I think take yeah. him out of that team, they would not have won the Premier League. I'm pretty no, conf- confident no, saying never. that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, 100%. And I think the vast majority of Leicester's squad from that season would agree with you. Mm. <laughs> They'd probably go, yep. Yeah. Um, because the guy was insane. And he just was. And, he, you know, he got his move to Chelsea and he's been phenomenal for them. Um, I'm still hoping Real Madrid buy him like they did Makaleli because at a moment Chelsea heard <laughs> something else with that guy. Um, but yeah, so so going back to it, um, the problem is being the fringe. The, the problem, I mean, it's so deep rooted, and me and Matt are gonna have a proper conversation on this. So so Rose, we're, we're gonna move on from this, but by the end of this, sorry Rose, I meant Ross. <laughs> sorry Ross I called you Rose uh, my bad um, so yeah when hopefully by the end of this podcast we'll have given you a more detailed answer than that um, next up from the wonderful world of Instagram is Diasporian who says could it be that Nuno was overthinking prior to the North London derby knowing the magnitude of the game he wanted a bold aggressive plan and came up with a setup we saw if it worked, we'd all be calling him a genius. It was high risk, high reward, as they say. Unfortunately, it did not work. What do you think? Mate? Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. I mean, I, I was really surprised. Uh, he, he didn't start skip, did he? Skip come on the second half, no. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That, that really surprised me, actually. And But then, yep. then again, it, it could lean into that kind of high risk, high reward, like, you know, and it, like I said, it didn't work, and so he's changed it at half-time, and it did change it at half-time, didn't it? Because, like you say, we yeah. won the second half, you know, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll never sing that. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you're right. I mean, it, overall, I mean, it just was an awful, awful performance, um, but, yeah, I mean, it is is valid, and, and, you know, we're all human, and he did very much take the take the responsibility for it afterwards, so perhaps... Perhaps that is something. Perhaps he did over. Perhaps he outfought himself, so to speak. Uh, next comment is from a man with his own intro tune. He's a man, such a man, such a man. He's a That's right, it's the mountain man, down from his mountains once again to bring us this point. More of an observation than a question, but shocking to see Nuno's body language after the third goal and the remainder of the game. Arms folded or hands in pockets, looked completely loose, uh, what's that? Looked completely lost, moping around the sideline. Meanwhile, Arteta is heading, heading and kicking every ball and barking instructions all game. How is Nuno going to inspire the team or instill confidence if he doesn't even at least look confident himself? He looked completely out of his depth and it's worrying. Do, um, do, do you know, do you know I, I love the fact he's going observing the game. You can just imagine him like with his one hand on his hip and just yeah. standing on his mountain with his yeah, with his binoculars yeah, observing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Mountain Man's got multiple cameras. Um, he's got the one on Nuno. Uh, he's got one on... Oh, I, t- I tell you what, he's got his mono set up for his mountain. It's, it's funny you brought this. Uh, do you know what? I'd completely forgotten this. It's funny. There is actually a genuine thing on Tottenham social media on Twitter. Anyway, I don't know about anywhere else. Where after a game, they do like oh manager cam, where they basically have got a camera on the manager during games, and they did it with Jose, and like fans generally liked it because Jose, you know bonkers um and so they've carried on with nuno and so far like the first three league games of course they they released it like you know the game was at the weekend on monday here's manager cam you know reaction to the goal and stuff 
Now, Tottenham fans, due to years and years and years of just generally getting battered and not having a good time, have developed a kind of uh, gallows humour, <laughs> I'd say, is probably the best way of describing it. So Monday, the very first tweet out of the Twitter account, something like a, like an information tweet, it was like, a, please note at the stadium, this, 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 you know, is going to be happening at the next game. And the first reply was, release manager cam <laughs> show us the footage uh, now unsurprisingly at the time of recording there has been no manager cam <laughs> uh but yeah so so yeah the mountain man uh to be honest with you mountain man i, I didn't notice during the game uh, and i have not watched any highlights uh, my focus during it was kind of like why why am i watching this why why am i putting myself through it oh yeah i'm doing the updates for the facebook page and anyone who's on our facebook page will know after the third goal went in i did encourage everyone to just go outside take a walk spend the day with their families like i have to be here (laughs) you you don't (laughs) just just walk away uh which is the second time i've ever done that by the way the first time was against Bayern munich in the Champions League, I think when their their fifth or sixth goal went in, I can't remember, but yeah, that was that was bad. That was dark. Um, yeah, it wasn't the best, was it? Um, so yeah, uh, George Williams just has an unhappy face, crying. Yeah, oh, I'm with you, <laughs> best, mate. Yeah, best best comment so far, George. Yeah, um, that's what it needs. Yeah. n 17 says, is there a deep set of rot in the dressing room? There's a few players that were here when we started to do badly. I'm thinking Dyer, Delhi, now Kane, possibly causing a dark cloud in, in the dressing room due to their poor performance. Morale in general doesn't seem that positive. Are these players sustaining the bad feeling and low motivation? We had a glimpse of good play, but the team seems fractured, so don't play as a team. I don't feel we are cohesive in our play. Sulking superstars. Um, it, it kind of opens a much bigger debate, that doesn't it? Because it's kind of like, um, you know, are are because if you read a lot in the press, so like when Pochettino's tenure was coming to the end, you started to see stories hit the press, like players are fed up with the same training routines players are looking for a change and stuff like that and then of course you watch that Brighton game where the players just didn't show up for him and that was it the writing was on the wall and he was gone under Jose it was pretty quick how some players you know Delhi, started telling the press he's horrible <laughs> he's not very nice and and then over time that increased you know that there was more and more and then of course they clearly didn't want to play for him anymore and, and Jose was gone it's a little bit worrying that six six league games in, you're seeing that already, you know, and and it is out there. If you go to the athlete, and I, I've said this on the podcast before, and Matt, you know, me and you have talked about it before. There are some journalists you you know have good interests with Tottenham, so when they write something, you know it's come from someone. It's not just like some like if you see something in the sun typically that's like anecdotal they've basically been at a a, i don't know let's call it a wedding and someone at the wedding said something and they've written a big story about it that was a fun example (sighs) um but you see something in the athletic written by you know charlie eccleston you see something um written in the guardian by david you 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 know that's come from a player, literally from their horse's mouth, or mm. it's come from an agent or someone in management, or it's come from someone. There was a story last year. Remember when we watched the documentary and we just said, wow, Jose Mourinho's really passive-aggressive with the physios? 
Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, you yeah, remember, yeah. You remember towards the end of his tenure, there was story after story about player fitness being crap mm. and Jose doing... Yeah, gee, I wonder where that came from. Yeah, sure. <laughs> gee, yeah. I wonder who was talking to the press about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the fact that we've already got these stories coming out, the reason why I said it leads to a greater debate, because... It's interesting. With Pochettino, it led to a discussion with a lot of fans going, oh, God, maybe it is time that we have to make a change. That's awful. You know, he's he's Pochettino. He's he's the guy. And, I mean, even I think we even discussed it on a podcast. Like, it feels like inevitable now. We don't want it to happen, but it feels like there's only one way out of where we are. Um, and then under Jose, it was like, oh, you know, Jose's got to go. You know, the player's clearly, you know, he's got to go. We're six games into this, and the funny thing is, the fan reaction I'm seeing that he stores is more, again, so this is the third manager this group of players want to get rid of, and I find that quite interesting, because there is a very big Nuno's out of his depth, Nuno out thing right now, but I just find it interesting that these stories didn't feed into that, it was kind of like, because even the people saying, I don't think Nuno's right for us, are going, maybe the players need to pull their heads out of their asses, because... Pochettino's training was too hard. Jose didn't train us enough. Oh, Nuno's grumpy. Yeah. It's like really. What? Yeah. You're you're getting paid how much? And this this is you know this is what's going on. So I did find that reaction quite interesting. Um. So yeah, be interesting to keep an eye on that because uh, of course if the players do genuinely just stop playing for him, then that's that's it. You know the manager can't do anything, and I don't think that's a reflection on him. Um, this this group seem to have a kind of some of them I think have a very overinflated opinion of what they should be on merit if that makes sense mm. and perhaps um, I don't know it's so difficult it's so difficult because different coaches and different managers have very different expectations of you in terms of your training and your attitude. You know, the thing about Pochettino was like, you train double sessions, you train hard, you work hard, or I won't even, you know, you are dead to me if you don't do that, you're gone. And, you know, you will arrive every morning, you'll shake everyone's hands, we'll eat breakfast together, all this kind of thing. Jose was kind of like, you're adults, you're professional, this is the level of fitness you need, our training sessions are going to focus on tactics, not fitness. And it's kind of like, you can see his point in that, you know, I personally am very critical of that because I think modern coaching shows that you need to be more on it with sports science and stuff like that because the game has changed. But at the same time, you do kind of understand his point. You're all professionals, highly paid. Fitness should be something that you do. <laughs> it shouldn't be something I have to drill into you. <laughs> um, do, you do, can kind of see the point. Do, do you know what? That's, that raises quite an interesting uh, uh, th- thought in my mind with that then because... Mm. If if you've if you've got Pochettino, uh, Pochettino that's kind of like you say telling them what to do, yeah. and you know, it kind of you right, you come and have breakfast, so, so that so it's, it's almost quite regimented. Yeah. And then when you get Mourinho come in and like you say, your adults, you know, you, you know, you, you, yeah. you, then I guess they they're kind of maybe they're missing that 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 that, that direction, that leadership, and. Yeah, you, you know, so like you know, all these stories coming out about they're not happy with this, not happy with that. Maybe they they need a, a, maybe they a, need someone telling them you, 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 this is how you behave. Do, if do, you don't, off you go. Do, do you know what I mean? I, I don't know yeah. if I don't know what what new like you know we don't we can 
I guess stories coming out about Nuno and what he's like, but yeah. I, I I don't get the impression he's grumpy. I don't get that impression. I know that story come from the Sun. Yeah, but I it, mean the, 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 that that's been around for a while. The Sun have kind of been the latest people to jump on it, um, but it originated with an article actually in pre-season before we'd even kicked the ball in the season that a group of players were finding him very hard to approach, and it came from the Guardian from a, a writer David Heitner who has pretty good contacts you know he's someone that he's not heard it anecdotal um but the thing is it's like you and i are both of an age we've done several jobs in our life how many i mean you could probably the same as me how many times have you gone into work and your boss is in a bad freaking mood and you just go today he's an ass you know and you get on with your job because that's what you do <laughs> you just and i mean uh, now you're in a position of management as well you've gone in there's bound to be days where you're in a bad mood <laughs> and you're not as approachable as you are on other days it's just life that's human nature and it kind of feels like perhaps some of these players have been a bit money cuddled that they're not used to it or something i don't know yeah it's weird. Like, yeah and it, and it strikes me from from the very little i've seen of him and uh, in yeah. interviews and stuff it strikes me that he seems to be quite interested in the psychological element of it yeah you know so so, yeah. so if he is and if it's something that's quite important to him then he's not going to come in moody every day is he no you know that's not going to be his style he, like you say he might have days i don't know he might have a day when he's had a proper bust up with his missus and he's come in yeah, and he's exactly, so yeah. we all do that but i don't think that that's that's his coaching technique i don't think every day they're all just thinking oh god this here comes moody ass again i don't yeah, think well, that's i can't I, see I, that's I, been re- the case i'm like i'm like you i don't think it's the case and i'd really really hope it's not the case because if it is that that is difficult you know you're going to work every day you want to go to work and enjoy yourself you're going to work every day going oh not again i oh got you know misery guts is going to be there yeah and especially <laughs> as it's just started i mean like it's different if they've been up for seven or eight years that's what do you know what i reckon at the end of that his wolves tenure i think he probably was moody yeah, because i think yeah. they weren't playing well he was no. probably thinking and and this 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 is this is it right this is it i know i'm going to feel like i'm going off on a tangent now but it, yeah. it, this is the thing football runs in cycles doesn't it it goes yeah. in cycles right so nuno had had his cycle at wolves they they were amazing, weren't they? Like that that season they qualified for Europa League. They come up they come up a season before a couple of seasons before from the championship where they just absolutely took the piss out of that league. You know, yeah. that he was honestly that was cycle, and then and then he just come to the end of his cycle at, at yeah. Wolves and moved on. Just like with Pochettino, Pochettino had his cycle with us, and he comes to the end of his cycle, and, and then what you either do is you either go right here's three hundred million. Or, yeah. or it's it's just going to go dead. And and what happened with us? We never got given the money, so the cycle went dead. Right, the cycle yeah. just went dead. Right, and the problem we've got now is we're not. Like I appreciate we're buying players and we're trying to get rid of Deadwood and we're trying to renew the cycle. So we're, if you imagine the the circle, the cycle, we're at the bottom of the cycle and yeah. we're going back round again. We've brought Paratici in, we've brought a new manager in. So this, yeah. the, we're on a new cycle, and and that and that's what frustrates me the most. I think that you know, look, don't get me wrong. I, I I'm I'm as pissed off as all Spurs fans at the moment with what's what's going on the last few weeks. I'm pissed off with it. It gives me the fucking ump every time I think about Spurs at the moment. Yeah. But I, I'm trying, and I and I think I'm at a place where I'm just looking at it, looking at it from a logical, sensible, calm perspective, which is that we've we, we've we're a bottom, we're a start of a cycle where we've 
we've still got players like in that, that that message from Instagram. We still do have players that probably shouldn't be at the club. We, yeah. We've 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 got we've got a lot of like you said. I think last week we got some of Mourinho's players. We've got some of Pochettino's mm-hmm. players. We, we've got to start this cycle again, you know, and it, it, yeah. it needs a bit of time. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you no, know? You, you're up. Yeah, you're up. You're absolutely right. I, mean, I, I said it last week, and I've repeated it to a few people. You know, when Pochettino took charge of us, his initial tenure, a lot of people were like, "He's out of his depth." He came from Southampton. He don't know what he's doing. Um, the football wasn't great. Our results weren't great. Uh, and and generally, people were ready to sack him before Christmas in in his first season. Um, he often attributes Harry Kane getting on his goal scoring run in the Europa League and then scoring his goal against Villa as being the reason he kept his job in that first season. Mm. Um, which is why I'm like absolutely championing that we start Dane Scarlett tonight in the Europa Conference yeah, League sure. and he gets on a goal scoring run. Because do you remember that season where we weren't playing well, like the football wasn't great or anything, but that whole Harry Kane emergence thing and all the memes of like there's a Harry Kane coming, like a hurricane and stuff like that. Yeah. It was fun. Do you remember that? It was yeah. like a real because we weren't. None of us had any expectation of winning a trophy or anything like that. So we were just having fun of like, here's this kid who's come through. He's scoring goals. It's hilarious. We got Adebayor and Soldado getting. We're earning a bloody fortune, and they're just sat on the bench because this kid's out doing him. And it it was just fun. It was just real fun. And like a lot of people just remember that. Like that is my memory of Pochettino's first season. That is it. Like Ryan Mason and Andros Tan like that's in my head. If you actually look over the results, we had some crap results. Yeah. <laughs> like really bad results. And like we weren't really up there. And I think I think he managed to get us the fifth in a season where it was the top four and then there was like a gap, you know? <laughs> mm. Um so it, it's kind of like a weird thing, but what I, what I would say is we we don't seem to have that same kind of energy at the moment. And I think a lot of that is because, like you said about the cycles, the fan base at the moment were at the top of that cycle and have now fallen all the way around and mm. are kind of just angry about it. And I get it. Like, I'm, I'm you've just displayed it perfectly then. You know, there is, we are annoyed about where we are. But I think the, the annoyance and the anger is being directed probably at the wrong people yes. because it's always directed it the coach is directed mm. it you know Paratici and stuff like that and don't get me wrong you, you can make arguments about the fact that they've come in and they've made decisions that you don't think that you don't agree with but that's kind of like a, a small thing it's like oh I don't agree with our tactics there or I don't agree with that signing there that, that's kind of like a, a microcosm if you like the bigger issue with the club and the bigger issue of the reason why we are where we are is the ownership and everyone looked at what Pochettino did on the budget that he did it and went brilliant? Keep doing that. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> that, that's 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 the thing, right? And 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 I, I apologise. I know it's very it's not very often I do this, and, and for for good reasons. But I try not to make a political analogy, okay? But yeah. there is one I think that's quite glaring at the moment, which is very very current and it's on everyone's mind here in this country, which is the petrol the fuel shortage. Yeah. Now now. Or lack of. Yeah, so so I I, I, I get annoyed right, when I see memes on Facebook. And one of them, I think you must have seen it. I think it's been shared far and wide. It's like yeah. uh, anyone that's 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 um, queuing for petrol, make sure you buy some condoms so you don't breed any more idiots. Right? <laughs> right? Okay. Now, now I, I, I really, that really grinds my gears because like I, for, this is a great example. One of my friends, right? 
on Facebook. Mm. Look, um, loads of loads of morons queuing for uh, for petrol at my local garage, being posted while being in the queue for getting petrol. So yeah. you know, hang, hang on a second, yeah. like you know, yeah. who's yeah. Mo- wait, wait. Well, they're who's all a- morons. Yeah, they're, they're... I've got a legitimate reason to be here. Yeah, yeah, they're, no yeah. one else has one. Yeah, they're the morons. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and it's brilliant. It's brilliant because there you got the guys at the top who have created this mess just yeah. with their arms folded, laughing at each other while we're just all blaming each other, and that's what yeah. Levy's doing. Levy's doing yeah. exactly the same. He created this fucking mess by not buying any players for what was it two was it two windows, right? I think it was three three windows, windows, right? And one player in four. Right. So we talk about again. We talk about cycles. I mean, it is just unreal how he was he allowed this to happen. And and at the time, you could paper over the cracks. You could get away with it. But we're now experiencing the, the the after effects of that i genuinely think yeah. we are like the, the lack of investment the lack of cycling the yeah. team and you talk about you know the, the players um uh, uh coming out and saying things whether it's true or not you know as much as as much as like you know a lot you know harry kane at the club fantastic world-class player possibly shouldn't even be here anymore delhi possibly yeah. shouldn't be anymore we should have cycled we should have recycled we should have had yeah. new players that have been in playing for spurs for two or three seasons quality players like you know we were do you remember we were talking about diabala Di- oh, i struggled to pronounce his name diabala yeah. yeah can you imagine if he'd have come in if we'd have had bruno fernandez in like we was trying to get all these players like they'd have been settled in the team we'd have had a new cycle of players it, it, it didn't happen and we're now yeah. experiencing a style squad that just have got their their set ways. They don't like things when they they come in. They come out, and it, it's 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 just we're at where are we we are where we are because of the poor piss poor way this club has been controlled from the top. And that 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 that's that's as far as I'm concerned, that is where it's that's where the the blame should fall with not with yeah. not with Nuno, not with Harry Kane. And I even said this in the chat. I would even go as far as saying not with Ndombele because that guy frustrates the fuck out of me. But like I, I'm I'm not going to put the blame to him. The blame is with the guy at the top who's made a complete and utter mess. Because at the end of the day, like you've said before, with these guys. They don't. It's money, 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 money. Joe Lewis couldn't give a flying fuck about the team because yeah. he's not interested. It's an investment. It's money. Yeah, they, it is, yeah. they, like, like you said yesterday in the chat, they could sell. They could sell this club um, uh, in a couple of weeks' time for what one and a half billion? How much did they yeah. buy? How much did they buy them for? How much uh, did they buy us for? Two hundred million. There you go. And they can, they, can, they can sell it for one and a half billion. Never put any money yeah. in the club. The money's no. all been generated by the club. They give a toss, do they? You know. No, and and they got no reason to. I mean. <laughs> The club's what saddled with the debt from the stadium. Nobody else. Yeah. Um, everything that's been done. I mean, I I I often say this, and it's a difficult one because you can look at it and go, the club in a lot of ways, management of the club and everything is well run, but we don't have owners who invest in the club to improve it. If that makes sense. So you you got some some clubs you look at and you go they're not really very well run. Now I'm going to use Chelsea as an example briefly. Chelsea when Roman Abramovich came in was not a well run football club. Chelsea literally were working off of his money, so they'd have been bankrupt within a minute if he'd just gone. Do you know what? Nah, sod it. I don't like football anymore. And we all used to sit back and go, please let that happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they then, I think over time, realised that and they started putting infrastructure in place. To, you know, They worked a hell of a lot on their academy improvements and uh, 
you know that's a sidebar about their academy recruitment but you know that's that's another thing um so yeah so they kind of put the infrastructure in place and what is amusing or kind of painful is they they mirrored us with the structure and everything that was going on behind the scene, you know, they're now working on a stadium development. They're working on various different things. They literally mirrored what Tottenham were doing. But the big difference was the owner of Chelsea on a regular basis, put his hand in his pocket to go, Oh, I want to win things, you know? So this is what we need to win. And when, if they ever didn't win anything, he went, Hmm. Okay. Well, let's try again with this guy. And here's money to back that guy. With Tottenham, it's always been, the club have literally got the budget of what the club is. You, you got no investment at all at any point, whether that was for the stadium. You know, the, the frustrating thing about like, the stadium, and you hear about the, like, the overruns and the cost overruns, which Daniel Levy points to is the reason why we weren't able to invest the way us as fans wanted us to for those windows. But we're then sat knowing that our owner has got over four billion in the bank, which is makes him like the fourth richest owner in the Premier League. You know, and I'm not talking about the guy's assets, I'm talking about literally sat in a bank account, which means at any point during that he could have gone, right, well, you know, here's three hundred million. Even if we did it as a loan, you know, right, okay, here's three hundred million, which allows us to do the investment when we need it, to improve the team, to make sure the team's a better footballing team. Um, and you know, I'll have it back when the stadium's built. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But he's yeah, not but interested, he, though, he is he? No, no, he's not. And and that's that's the thing. And that is where frustration for fans should be. Like like for me, we we can look at it loads. And don't get me wrong, like game by game basis, be frustrated at tactics, team selection, da da da, because that's what you know. We're football fans. We could be the best team in the world, and then we draw a game, and we'd all be really critical <laughs> because that's what we do. Um, we can be critical over transfers and you know player recruitment stuff like that because again that's a that's a subject that's a debate we can all have and it's very subjective and none of us have an idea or a clear vision of what Paratici and Nuno are trying to build and the squad they're building and that's why a lot of us feel frustrated at the moment because it's like under Pochettino kind of like by ten games in you kind of saw what he was trying to do I think we're not quite there yet I don't think when Nuno any of us go okay we can see the play we want to. We can see the way you want us to play. Okay, I can understand, you know, it's going to take a while. At the moment, I think we're all looking at it going, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing yet. Um, that that hopefully will come very quickly, I hope. Um, but when it comes to the actual problems of the club, where all of us are looking at it going, you know, we were up there. And rather than being able to stay there, we we just collapsed, you know. There's that famous tweet, uh, you know, after we lost the Champions League final, you know, we're the famous Tottenham Hotspur and we will be back. I just, I mean, I know that's just a social media person put that out and I know that there's, but as a fan base, we're kind of all looking at that going, really? <laughs> because at the moment, yeah, and... we feel pretty far away from even being in the Champions League you know qualifiers yeah and that's and that's and that's sam that's where the frustration lies with with, with fans right okay so yeah. when you see some of these ridiculous comments and these just frustrations and get rid of nuno and get rid of this and that and well, it's just the anger yeah no no no, yeah. no exactly no, yeah exactly like you know like like, like we posted uh, a, a a picture of on on spurs news of harry kane at the the premier the mm-hmm. w07 yeah. premier and and, yeah. and 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 genuinely, and, I, and this is even I find it incredible just saying the words out loud. You had one person saying, "Why is he at this premiere? Why is he not at home practicing?" 
so 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 why why is Harry Kane uh, a world class elite football player not in his back garden kicking a football into a goal? Uh, when he's out, uh, out about, having about a, 9 PM at night, a yeah. little bit of a life, you know. Yeah. Now, 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 don't get me wrong; it's an, a ridiculous comment, but I understand the frustration behind it. Right? I do understand. I, I, I'd, right. lo- I'd like to think it was tongue in cheek, but then there were a lot very no. similar. Yeah, no, there was. So, 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 yeah. so that person, that football fan, like all of us, is frustrated, but they are aiming yeah. it at the wrong person, right? Now, yeah. we, we, we accept, right? Me and you have accept, accept that Harry Kane hasn't been acting. Uh, in a in a right manner recently, yeah. but even that, Sam, you can you can uh, you can f- uh, put the blame at Levy, can't you? You know, like 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 he's he's promised he's promised Kane. Kane's always said, look, if the team's always is the team's always progressing, I'm always happy here. The team's going backwards. We're in a back. We're on the cycle, right? We're not. We're not progressing. That cycle's kind of, you know, we've gone to the back of it again. We're starting again. So Kane's yeah. looking at that, going, no, we're not progressing. So I don't want to. I don't want to be part of it. So so it's not a surprise, you know. So although we can we can get frustrated with him, we can get frustrated. He's not putting the effort in. Yeah. The blame lies with with the owners, Levy and Enoch. You know, everything goes back to that so when I, when I look on social media and, and, I, and I see people frustrated and I see them attacking Nuno I see them attacking Kane I see them attacking anybody I mean like everybody's getting it you know everyone's Hoybier all the shit that Hoybier's getting a, a fucking Hoybier like you know oh he's not playing well at the moment you know mm. but but you've got to you've got to channel that frustration to the right place because at the moment yeah. Joe Lewis and, and Daniel Levy and Enoch are laughing at you because you're getting pissed off with the wrong people. You're not being pissed off with them. They're the ones that you should be frustrated with. When, when and I get it because all right, we weren't winning trophies um, uh, uh, under Pochettino. We was doing very well. We had a, we was yeah. having like me and you will bang on about all the time. Uh, uh, those two three years was an incredible time to support Spurs. Right, we never won any trophies, but we was a joy. It was yeah, your heart true. filled every time you thought of being a Spurs fan. Okay, now that is why people now are pissed off because we just look clueless we're wondering about there's no direction like we had on push that that is why people are angry they're not angry because like you know like i'll always say as much as i hate to use this 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 this, this um uh, a, a different a different way of looking at it but like with arsenal for example right you arsenal fans look trophy after trophy after trophy under Wenger, even under Anteta, they're still winning uh uh, FA Cups, they're yeah, still winning Cup, trophies. Yeah, yeah. Them guys win trophies, 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 right? So when they're bottom of the table, like a few weeks ago, yeah, do you know what? Not not surprised that they're feeling pissed off, like, and they're and they're all angry and they want our tech to go. You you entitled to it, but with us, even though we've not been winning trophies, I still understand why we've got that frustration because we've had a taster of being a very good club that were challenging for the title, we're, cha- we're in the champion, like you said, in the Champions League final, you know. Yeah. And so I get the frustration, but I just don't like the way the frustration is aimed at at the, at the guys that are just. It's sort of like you know, like, like Nuno's, Nuno's been taken on like in in the summer. Give the guy a chance, like you know, like why the hatred towards him? Why the mm. utter hate? Like even the other week, like you said that Johnny Stark was like taking a piss out of the way he licks licks his lips. I mean, just give the guy a chance. Do you know what I mean? Just give him a chance. <laughs> I, 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 why can't we? I why did, can't we I, take the piss out of Levy's bald head? Do you know what I mean? I, That's I, the I guy did, who should be I getting did it. See it, by the way. He does lick his lips. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with that. But um, uh, yeah, uh, knock knock. What is it? Wah, wahoo! What are you so excited about? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
I just saw some more lights go. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Uh, right, um, Darren Ward three says, "Would you rather have balls for a chin or a cock for a nose? Either way, you could still use Manscaped." I don't know where to go with that one. <laughs> I think ball chin better than a cock nose, isn't it? Ball chin. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd go Peter Griffin ball chin definitely. Um, right. So that's everything for Instagram. Thank you for everyone on Instagram. We appreciate you as always. Uh, heading over to Facebook, we have Peter Robinson who says, "What has Paratici got to say about this situation?" After all, it was him who convinced Levy to hire Nuno as manager. P.S. Best of luck with the podcast. And then he did some laughing faces. Sarky. Um, I think Paratici, um, Nuno, uh, it's a difficult one because I've seen I've seen fans talk about this a lot. Um, the kind of like Daniel Levy put the statement out, basically like you know we when we hired Jose, we forgot our DNA. You know we want to be playing attacking football, um, and we're going to get back to that. And we've all gone. No, no, we haven't. <laughs> um, and Paratici came in, and the, the the press were all saying that Paratici looked at a few of the candidates that we'd shortlisted and went, no, 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 we need to be stronger defensively. Now, if you look at uh, our record defensively last season, you'd go, yep, we scored a shed load of goals, and if we'd conceded less, we'd, we'd have done really well. <laughs> so you can kind of understand the thinking of that when you've got... Kane and Son, you're looking at that going, okay, well, that's 30 to 40, 50 goals in your season. Um, if we just are solid, then we're going to win stuff. Uh, so it's kind of like a very uh, simplistic equation to this, but Nuno as a manager um, isn't... Everyone's got him branded as like Jose 2.0. I think even Jamie Carragher, he did quite a good analysis of the North London Derby, to be fair, um, said that he, he referred to him as Jose Light. Um, it's a little bit unfair, personally, I think it's a little bit unfair. Um, you know, Wolves scored plenty of goals and played good football, but towards the end, and it's kind of like what you said, it's like everyone only, you're only, I think it's quite a famous expression, isn't it? you're only as good as your last game. And it kind of feels like his football is judged purely on that end tenure with Wolves and because Tottenham have started a bit all over the place and you know not really looking like we got a clear pattern of play etc that that's kind of carried over I mean don't get me wrong if it doesn't improve then it's clearly not working I, I don't hold that against Nuno really I don't even hold it against Paratici I just think sometimes some people don't work at certain clubs um, I, I think Jamie Carragher actually used the analogy of Roy Hodgson at Liverpool when he was there. He was kind of like Roy's great manager, like great tactically, everything was great, but it just didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I kind of get what he says with that, and and I do accept that. I do accept that in football sometimes it just don't work. I remember when Glenn Hoddle became our manager, and he was doing amazing at Southampton. Do you remember? And we like poached him from them, and they were really upset. Mm. Um, and they're still upset to this day, by the way. And, you know, he had them playing amazing football stuff. And this is Glenn Hoddle Club legend. This was it. You know, this was kind of like, this was going to be Tottenham to the next, you know, to the moon and back. It didn't work. And whether it didn't work because it was, Glenn was like so in love with the club, you know, he just couldn't, I, I don't know, but it just didn't work, did it? You know, <laughs> and sometimes that happens. And like, I, I don't think he really worked again properly, but... It just, yeah, it, sometimes it, it's these situations. Because I'll tell you the one that always surprised me was Harry Redknapp with us. 
that really works. Yeah, it did, but yeah. but on paper, when you looked at like the clubs he'd managed before, you never would have thought it would have. Mm. Like for me, I I didn't think that would that was going to work. I thought that was going to be a nightmare. As it was, I had a lot of fun during his tenure. We played some like you know, very very English, you know, four four and two, <laughs> but, but it was good. It was fun. Uh, so yeah, I, I I'll accept uh, the whole was parachute you got to say. I mean that guy's just like a workaholic machine. I think he's just working on plans and backup plans and all sorts. I don't think at the moment anyone at the clubs genuinely ready to pull the trigger you got to remember that you know it took us a long time to find a manager um, and, it, and it goes back to what i say as well doesn't it sam what's paratici got to say what's paratici got to say yeah. you know where is that yeah. where is that lewis and levy just looking down smiling well paratici's been brought in as the face of the club you know he's the one at the end of the summer window did the interview you know uh, a summary of the transfer business stuff like that to try and increase um, you know, visibility. He's the one who's going to be doing the the face to face kind of stuff, because Daniel Levy and Joe Lewis have you know gone further into the background. But, but give him time. Give him time, yeah, man. When did he get just, taken on? When we were in yeah. September, and it was what July they took him on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's all their fault. No one else's. Um, Pete Thompson says, "Hi guys, thanks for keeping doing the podcast. Hope you're keeping well." Uh, I'm with Sam on the Kane situation. I used to be really excited about the goal records. Now I don't care. I'm still angry, which is being compounded by the way he's playing at the moment. There's a lack of service, but his desire doesn't seem to seems to have melted away. Uh, do you think Nuno should have dropped him in favour of the set uh, in favour of the setup that won us three games on the banks? Um, you know, just generally, is Kane too big to drop? Um, it, it's a great question to be honest with you, Pete, because it's kind of like I think me and Matt were talking about it last week, which is. Tottenham, Hurricanes are world-class players, so you're you're stronger with him there. The issue is at the moment, is he, uh, but the thing is, it could just be a form thing, and we're overthinking it. <laughs> so, um, you know, it wasn't that long ago that basically you might as well just leave him on the bench for August because the bloke couldn't hit a barn door. Mm. <laughs> it was weird, and then you know, first of September, it's like, oh yeah, I score hat tricks now. <laughs> it was it was just ridiculous. Um, whether uh, the the Euro hangover, the lack of preseason, the the obvious stress and confusion that happened off the back of that just means that he's delayed. Um, and in October, all of a sudden, we're going to see the real Kane, you know, like like we have in the past. I'd like to think that that that's where my head's at at the moment. Might it could very well be wishful thinking because if he plays like he's playing right now for the whole season, then oh damn. <laughs> you know, it's 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 going to be a nightmare for all. It's going to be a nightmare for all of us because it makes it that much worse when it's someone you've got that much affection for. <laughs> it's like you know, if um uh, if you had a player who was just you know Matt Matt Doherty who you know I'm unfairly singling him out now, but Matt Doherty started sulking around and generally didn't look like he cared anymore. I think the vast majority were like, sit on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> we don't exactly, care. Yeah. Go to the under 23s. <laughs> you know, when Kane's doing it, it's kind of like, oh, don't do this to us. Yeah. Um, and I, I do, uh, again, this is just my personal opinion. I do think that's having an impact on some of the players. You know, look at Sonny and a few of the others. Kane, albeit isn't the club captain, is a talisman for us. He is a guy who's like maximum effort, all of this. If he's stopped doing that, what does that say to the other players? Mm. And I do also think there's a little bit of tension there between some of them because Kane left and I think, or wanted to leave, and I think a few of them are a little bit 
annoyed about that. You know, they were very clear on social media. They weren't very happy with him and the way he was trying to do it. And now they're all teammates again. And you remember that picture after the first game where he was sat on the bus by himself. Yeah. And it's kind of like... I just think there is... It's almost like someone needs to get all of them in a room and go, right, fight. Clear yeah, the just clear the air. <laughs> yeah, just have an argument. You know, just get it out. Everyone Maybe bring Mourinho back just for that. <laughs> and then that's it. It's done. Um... Because it, it just, you know, because I've been, like, I, I played rugby to quite a high level when I was younger, and I've been in situations with teams where there is friction between teammates. So when I'm watching that game, like, the weekend, where we just looked disjointed, like, it was almost like the defenders and strikers had fallen out with the midfield. <laughs> It's yeah, like, yeah. well, we're not going to play with you, so we're just going <laughs> to kick it over you. <laughs> um, now I know that was a great tactical decision, but... Um, yeah, it's just weird. It's like a really weird feeling. Um, next question. Right, Matt. Calm. Be cool. Go right. on. This one's from Dan Beecroft, um, or Dirty Dan as he's now known. It's hard not to jump on Nuno when he blames himself after the game. The football has been appalling so far. A defensive coach that has let nine goals in in three games, scoring one, two goals from open play in six games... After Mourinho, we all wanted a coach to play the Tottenham way and be able to enjoy games again. This is a lot more of the same but worse. You said last week Nuno needs time, but how long would you give Nuno if this slump continues? So calmly, Matt, what was your measured opinion yeah, to, no, to Dan, I, I, our, I, our colleague's question? Yeah, no, I, I do agree with him. Yeah, it's, it's been dreadful, isn't it? Uh, but when, yeah. it, when it comes to time, a lot longer than... A Six month. Games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I mean, like, let, let's say, okay, let's say we get to, let's say we get to Christmas, for example, and it's just still dreadful. We're still the twentieth when it comes to shots created. We're, we're even Norwich have gone above us. Yeah. Okay. Get rid of him. It's clearly not then, working. You know. The, but, the one, the one thing I'd, I'd say to that, sorry, and and this is just a little bit devil's advocate kind of thing. If we got to Christmas like this, odds are we're probably out of the league cup odds are we're probably out of the conference league because you know let, let's face it i know we're we're doing okay in these things at the moment we're progressing but we're really not playing well so it's kind of like the minute we run into someone who's you know having a better day <laughs> we're, we're gonna lose um in that a bit late to make a change it, you know if it's clear it's not working think about like i said to you before about other clubs like they look at it and go oh yeah we need to make the change do, do you think that you know having a kind of in your mind yeah christmas is kind of like the benchmark or or do you think that we should do that regardless well i mean look we look i appreciate that they were just one nils but we won the first three games of our season including uh, in the league including the win against man yeah. city you know so yeah, 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 so it's not like we've started w- with losing these three games and it's like you know we we've won three lost three okay so i appreciate we <clears throat> it was one th- one three definition start. of spursy <laughs> yeah yeah but um i i just think that um i i just think that look i just give 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 it like you said earlier with Pochettino. Okay, by now we kind of had a feel for how the kind of football we mm. were going to play. Maybe we've not got that yet. Uh, whether that's because a lot of the players have, have got the coaching techniques from the, in their head from Pochettino, they've got the coaching techniques in their head from Mourinho, they've got the coaching head, uh, techniques in their head from Nuno. So it's a lot. Of, it's still a bit of a mismatch, mix mishmash yeah. of like 
you know where where they where how they how they want it's, the definition is not there yet for the for the team. If if it like I say if it gets to Christmas and it and it still is not there, then it's nothing he can do. Is there? He's not going to be able to get his his style in. It's it's not going to. Yeah. It's just not working, is it? You know. Yeah. I think give it give it three three or four months. I think that's a good amount of time. But like I said no, earlier, I like, like, I, like I said same. earlier, like you know Liverpool, Liverpool didn't they like, win six, lose six on the bounce at home last season? Was that really bizarre? They'd not lost at home yeah. in like four or five years in the league, and they lost six home games in a row. But yeah. no one was talking about Klopp getting sacked, were they? No one was saying like you know they've lost six I, I, home I, games in a row. They're sacking. Because they know, they know, they know Klopp. They know the way Klopp. They know the way Klopp plays with Liverpool. And I think if 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 he if he can get Nuno can get his style in with us and it works and it produces entertaining football, then that's brilliant. But if it's not working and and there's nothing this guy can do to get his 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 stamp on the on the on the squad, yeah. then okay, it's just it's not what it's for. Like you said, like you said with the Hoddle yeah. situation, sometimes you I, just managers just don't work at a club. Yeah, no, and that's true. I mean. I, I do agree with you in principle, definitely about the time. I mean, that's something that I, I do wonder if perhaps that's our generation, though. Uh, you know, and I, and I say this putting us in the same bracket because we are pretty much the same generation with this. Me and you both look at football in a way of, you know, Alex Ferguson and managers like that, and we look at it and go, these guys were incredibly successful, but it didn't happen overnight. you got to give them time. Does modern football exist like that? I'll I give you an example. It does anymore. I'll look at Solskjaer. Well, four years he hasn't won a trophy at Man United, and look, 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 look at him last night. Ronaldo scores last minute winner. Old Trafford, like look at the commentators, a glory Champions League night. They lost a young boys week before. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not. No, no. I think it's a good example. But the one thing I would say about that is how much money did he have this summer to spend and every summer? Yeah, but no. What I'm saying is, I'm, I'm trying to make the point that give managers time you know no 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 granted but what what my my point is if nuno had that checkbook perhaps giving him time would work mm. do, you, do you do you see what i mean with this yeah, it's kind sure. of like you know it, I, I agree with exactly what you said about you know ollie's got them playing great football now compared to where they were under jose's transition and he's managed to transition to a team but you know they're spending you know 90 odd million on sancho you know, they brought in Ronaldo, which would have cost, you know, it's costing them so much. You know, they got a hell of a squad they've put together there. And the difference maker last night to win on the game was Ronaldo. And with us, we just won't ever do that. You know, under our current owners and stuff, we won't. So any manager that comes in needs to be a kind of Pochettino level savant for and, and they, <laughs> creating and they, a... And there you go, Sam. Where does yeah. the responsibility? Where does the blame? Where does this? Where does no, it ultimately lie? There's, there's, you know, there's no dispute in it, but um, it's kind of like our owners aren't changing. So you know, what what do we do? I, I don't know. It, it's a it's a debate that could go round and round. So let's uh, let's, let's try and speed it up. Let's just you know, let's go to the you know the speed round. <laughs> uh, Stefan Cruz Alvarez, also known as Stefan Stefan, says you simply must do a section talking about the live stream train. Oh God, yeah. Um, Right, I'll come on to that. However, on a more serious note, the season and the way players are going, even Magic Mauricio would struggle. Yeah, he's probably right. Mm. Um, it's going to take more than six games to transform a team. Yeah, yep. there you go. Stefan agrees with you. Uh, Nick Cook says, I recall you and Matt both saying that Harry Kane at Spurs makes us a better team. Right now, I would have to disagree. Maybe it's time to throw Sun through the middle for a bit, like we did in those first three games. We at least have to try. This isn't me knocking Harry. He just hasn't been the star for us, you know, this season. 
I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I, I do. I do. Like, you know, in in general, you know, as a general look at it, Harry Kane makes Spurs a better team. Right now, he doesn't make Spurs yeah. a better team. Yep. Yep. Okay, we're all agreed. Yeah, high fives all round. Uh, Michael Joseph says, very brave to host a podcast this week, fellas. So we've cleared out a few players in the last window. Who do you think should be sold in the next few windows to continue our rebuild? Oof, that's massively subjective. Um, uh, if I was to pick one player right now who I'd say definitely should be moved on because... Well, I'll pick a couple. Um, we signed a kid called Clark from Leeds United. Um, he's done nothing for us at all. Um, there's plenty of interest in him. He's literally sat in our under-23s. He's got no first-team prospect, it would appear. Um, it just hasn't worked. So there's a player that could go and have a career elsewhere and we could get him off the wage bill. Um, if I'm being uber, kind of like, you know, um, I, I shared this with you, Matt. Um, we signed uh, Giovanni Lachelso. um Tangi and Dumbele and Ryan Sessegnon for a combined close to 100 million for the three players. Uh, Hoybier, who was signed a season later, has played more Premier League minutes than those three combined. Wow. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Lachelso is another one. Um, really talented player, but he just hasn't worked. Just isn't playing for us. Doesn't. When he does play now, he looks lost. Um, so yeah, uh, um, yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Anyone jumps to your mind straight away? Uh, one that I really, I was, I'd be really surprised. I, I would have found myself really surprised saying, especially when Nuno started. But Matt Doherty, I just, I yeah, feel like the guy yeah, just, yeah, there's God, something yeah. just not right about yeah, him, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, it's not worked. You know no. what you said about managers sometimes, sometimes transfers for players, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And he'll go and play for another side. Like, he, he, you could see him playing for, um, you know, Palace or, uh, you know, Burnley or anyone else in the Premier League, like a solid Premier League team and looking great. But for us, it just hasn't worked at all. No. Um, Ian Vane, simple question. Are you Nuno in or Nuno out? Uh, this week, Nuno in. Yes. <laughs> um, is is he the long-term solution? No idea. No idea. Yeah. Uh, Tom Perk says, shall we support the ladies instead? Uh, I did last night. They lost 5-1 to Arsenal. <laughs> oh, there you go. So they won their first three games and now they're losing again. That sounds familiar. <laughs> hey, that was the FA Cup. Oh, it's the, the FA, FA Cup. Was it? It's oh, fine. Right. Yeah, it's fine. We can lose that. In the league, undefeated. Oh, can we, talking about Spurs-Arsenal, can we just mention the under-17s? Yeah, I was going to. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so yesterday, Tottenham under-17s played Arsenal under-17s. Um, let me just double check what the score was. Oh, yeah. Arsenal nil, Tottenham Hotspur nine. Woohoo! It's the second time we've done that, I think, in three seasons, isn't it? Against it them. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they've hammered us a couple of times as well, but we're not going to talk about no, it. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> nine nil to the under 17s. The future's bright, the future's lily white. Um, John Coy's Hannam says, Are the relatively good starts by Gill? Romero and even Royale with cheese, a sign that perhaps after 300 million spent on new players since the Champions League final and the stadium opening, we are finally getting some players able to make positive contributions to the team. No sign yet of no Dombele or no Dembele, low battery Chelsea, Clerk, Sessing non starter, Berg Wine, or even Doherty playing back on their paying back on their investment. Hopefully the next 300 million spent sorts us out with painful rebuild over 15 new players and counting. Uh, 
Yes, um, John makes a very valid point around uh, player signings and the money we've spent. Um, uh, it's very subjective, John, because you've said about a relative, you know, good starts for Gil Romero, even Royale with cheese. If you go by social media, Royale was a massive waste of money and no one likes him. <laughs> and Romero's yet to, you know, yet to justify a signing him. So. Uh, everyone likes Brian though. <laughs> yeah, Good old Brian. I, I think someone Brian. said someone said Romero. I think I saw someone say Romero's too small. Apparently, that's why he's he's never going to make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That <laughs> makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Knob. Um, <laughs> just yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I, I can't. I can't go into that. I can't. I really can't. Uh, but yeah, John is subjective, mate. Uh, I'm with you. I, I think Romero is when he's played looks okay. Looks aggressive. I like that. He looks like he needs to get up to speed, which he does. So there's no great surprise there. Um, Brian is an exciting young player, but again, he looks like he looks like he needs to kind of adjust, which again is is great and that's fine. Roy, see, this is the thing. Like, I watched Emerson Royal's debut against Zaha. Now, if you're going to make your debut in the Premier League, there's probably a couple of players you don't want to play against. And Zaha has one of them as a fullback. The guy's a nightmare. And I thought he did really well. Mm. And then when the game finished, I was kind of like, you know, for his debut, you know, and I, and I was making that allowance that for his debut in the Premier League, when he'd been at the club, didn't know any of his teammates, doesn't speak the language, had one, one training session ahead of having to start. And he had a player on the inside of him sent off. I'm kind of like, I thought his debut was right. He got rinsed. Like, everywhere I looked, everyone was just slagging him off. I was like, oh, wow. Damn. I, 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 don't, I don't know football. No, clearly <laughs> I, not. I, I, my, my opinion clearly clearly does not work anywhere. I, I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Mustache. Mustache you. I mustache you a question, but I'll save it for later. <laughs> Uh, mate that's all of the questions that's everything from Facebook and Instagram Um, that was our show uh, I think I think we did alright I think we I think we're banged to have cheered some people I mean my jokes alone definitely cheered some people up today I can tell by the way you're kind of growling that you've really enjoyed them I, I, I've got I've got a joke uh, I, can, I can tell you if you like but it, it's at the end of the show so if right, you want to cut it off we might appreciate it Wife, I've packed your bags and want you to go. Me, walking out the door. Wife, I hope you have a long, miserable life. Me, oh, so now you want me to stay. That'd get rid of some of our female listeners, wouldn't it? Yeah, that that dealt with it. Yeah, yeah, our numbers were on the rise. As if my knock-knock jokes weren't bad enough, you went with that. Um... So yeah, uh, I did say I'd finish with this, and I will finish with this because this cracked me up. You know, earlier on I said I Tottenham fans have kind of like a gallows sense of humour. Um, nothing demonstrated this better for me, and 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 it was and it was tongue in cheek. I know some of them were probably deadly serious because some people are, but I know a lot of the accounts doing this, and it was definitely tongue in cheek. So yesterday the club tweeted that they went live on Twitch and they were live streaming a first team training session. Now, given what's going on at the moment, given the defeat to Arsenal, live streaming a training session at the moment would seem 
<clears throat> somewhat foolhardy. Not the best, best idea, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we've now got training gear sponsors, of course, which probably means part of that agreement is that they do this, don't you think? Get a bit of exposure. Yeah. Um, but me, I just went to the comment section. And so basically, the the post on Twitter was like, hey, who wants to see live streaming of training? And it was amazing. It was no, 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 no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, wow, so they train. Yeah, I've just watched five minutes. Basically, what we do is we kick it over midfield and hope. <laughs> and, mate, every, oh, seriously, if you've got a minute, find the post. You'll you'll laugh your heads off, everybody. It just it it had, and the best thing was there was some poor moderator clearly trying to clean it up because they knew that the sponsor would probably check this, <laughs> and so you kept seeing like three hundred comments. Now there's a hundred. Oh, back to four hundred. Now there's a hundred, <laughs> and it was just because all the ones that were like no thanks were being left. So you can just find like a whole page of just people saying no. And the reason why there's just comment like that after another, after another, is because all the funny ones in between have been deleted. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the ones in between that were basically like, I'd rather shit in my hands and clap. They've all gone. <laughs> and it, it, but seriously, if you go on there now, I think oh, there's dear. still 300 odd, and it is hilarious. Oh, so if you find that, it was yesterday, twit, uh, tweeted it out. And yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, on the actual twit, on the actual um, stream on. Uh, Twitch, um, people were commenting on that as well, but we're just getting banned. So, so yeah, oh, everyone went to Twitter, and it was hilarious. So yeah, enjoy <laughs> that. Uh, but mate, that's our show for the week. Um, we will be back next week uh, to hopefully talk about um, some victories and some good things. But if we don't, um, please tell everyone I've got 167 more not not jokes. <laughs> I will be back next week. Everyone, take care. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.